This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today we are in here with the one and only Ryan Upchurch. How you doing, man? Good, man. How you doing? Excellent. You know, okay, so I was saying earlier, I'm like, this guy reminds me of like one of the rappers that i cover who's like really from the streets and stuff and but like the the sort of like other side of that like the white boy version right. of that and then when you came in here with a, what is a clearly armed security guard that just kind of <laughs> further cemented that because like that's how it is a lot of times when you interview like these young dudes are from the streets like yeah they probably might have a case so they can't like have a firearm on them but mm-hmm. they have like a trained guy with them or whatever oh for sure so I, i'm very interested to see that that you have uh security concerns like you're really like hot in these streets like that you know in the wood pile bro <laughs> i'm hot in the wood pile <laughs> <laughs> so um okay Th- give me the 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 early stages though like how did you kind of decide that you were going to become a celebrity and like or did you want to be a musician or a fucking rap or a uh just like an entertainer first how Dude, did, what was the process honestly I got kicked out of high school. I started working construction after high school. You know, everybody in the country, bro, if you drop out of high school, if you get out of high school and ain't got a job, you're working with your grandpa, your dad. That shit's getting passed down. You know, you're learning some trades to, like, Mm. support yourself, this, that, and the other. And honestly, dude, I just – I've loved rap music from an early age, and especially being from – the kind of place I'm from, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like turn that crap off or pull your pants off, you know, or something like that. So you kind of like have to sneak and listen to rap music, you know what I mean? Right. So, you know, I don't know. It's, I don't know, man. It's so just, you felt conflicted about that from an early age? Like, you felt. Oh, no, I didn't care. Right. But I mean, I, I kind of, similar to an extent growing up in New Hampshire, it was like, mm-hmm. you know, to a certain extent, and especially, you know, I remember when I went to junior high in like 97, that that was very much like a thing. Like, you're not supposed to like rap music <laughs> or whatever. Like, the school was very split. There was like the kids who listened to fucking Nirvana and Smashing Pumpkins and Metallica and shit. And then the kids who listened to rap. And it, it was, it was kind of weird for me to be a white kid who was like very, much interested in rap and also mm-hmm. inter- interested in other music you know oh yeah dude growing up in nashville it's definitely a, a huge bl- i'm gonna take this dip out so it don't sound shitty i like it it's like I i'm chewing on toilet paper add some flavor that's your <laughs> that's your version of smoking a blunt is that right? you have some oh some no dip. i can smoke a blunt <laughs> <laughs> doable in the airplane for being too high on the way here did you really hell yeah well dude. you took an edible or some shit fuck yeah well i didn't take one i took four And my buddy took two, and dude, (laughs) walking past the bomb dog, bro, it looked like he had wooden legs. He didn't want to bend his knees. It was hilarious. I don't think the bomb dog is is sniffing for weed brands. No, no. We didn't know that, though, at that time, because I've only rode airplane like three times. At that time, 
That dog just seems intimidating in general. Super intimidating. That dog is just a snitch. He'll snitch on any kind of criminal behavior. Um, you really only been on a plane three times? Yeah, dude. Are you scared of it or something? No, I love it. Really? Mm-hmm. I love it. I just like I'm like a hobbit, dude. I like staying in my own little county and doing my own little thing. Really? You know? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm friends with people who you know. Uh, who do other things and you know go to these uh, crazy parties like y'all go to and stuff but i'm just like you know uh front yard chilling with 10 homies kind of thing you You, know you're very much like chosen to sort of stay on this humble path i'm just well i don't know about that it's just i just i get weirded when i leave and go to like these places where i feel like i don't belong you know what i'm saying Mm. like i feel like out of place all the time i feel it okay so wait you you Graduate high school, you start, you know, learning various trades, sort mm. of like average kind of thing that somebody from your area does after high school, right? Yeah. And uh, but you you loved rap, mm-hmm. and how do you start to pursue rapping? Or like, was that the idea? Dude, I sucked so bad when I started, but I was trying so hard, I didn't even care. The first the first album that I ever come across was uh, the Get Rich or Die Trying album, and I was like mm. in like eighth or ninth grade. And did I listen to that mug so many times? Mm. And I don't know. I guess it just kind of... Actually, the first album I ever had was a Roy Jones Jr. album. Because my grandfather used to fight chickens with... Uh, he rapped? Yeah, dude. Roy Jones Jr. has got some rap shit. Yeah, I missed out on yeah. that whole fucking thing. That's interesting. Um, <laughs> but somehow that relates think, to your grandfather ever, fighting chickens. Yeah, yeah. He, fights, <laughs> he used to fight chickens, yeah. Roy Jones, he's got a picture with Roy Jones Jr. Chilling in our yard holding two roosters. Oh wow! On my Instagram, yeah. So you don't you don't look down on that behavior at all. Fighting chickens is just normal shit. Uh, to me, growing up where I grew up, dude, a lot of stuff is different. That's what, and that's another thing I'm noticing. You know, as I get further in this career and meet other people, you know, I see myself changing as a person because I'm seeing a lot of stuff that I've never seen before and being exposed to it. But at the same time, you know, how I grew up is how I grew up. You know, right. I can't help that. You know what I'm saying? Like. It is what it is, but it gives me all the traits now to create the kind of music that I do. So, like, w- when I was 19 and I like first went, I went to Amsterdam. Like me and my friends saved up and went to Europe for a week or two, and just seeing like you know the prostitutes in the fucking booths <laughs> on the side of the street, and they got the weed cafes and shit. It was very like eye opening. Like oh. Every, like all over the world, there's different standards of, mm-hmm. of what's going on in terms of like what's ex- considered acceptable, et cetera. And so, like, w- w- the reason why I say that is like, you know, me growing up, I wasn't exposed to cockfighting or dogfighting. <laughs> but like, I had some rappers on here the other day and I'm listening to them and they're clearly talking about dogfighting and they're mm-hmm. actually making fun of dudes who basically fight pussy ass dogs. Like, they were oh, like shit. basically insulting the quality of their, yeah. someone else's dog. So, you know, it's just, it's just, you know. See, I could never fight a dog, bro. Dogs are too cool. Chicken, really? Yeah, roosters, I mean, you can't eat them. You can't, I mean, you can't cook them and eat them or nothing like that. Mm. Like a rooster's just pretty much all muscle. I mean, literally, you can cut their head off. No, literally run around for like 20 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Right. They're, you ever done that? Have I cut a chicken's head off? Yeah. Uh, no, but the first time I ever went to a chicken fight was in uh, this place called Hohenwald. And I was probably like 11 years old. And I go out back and an eight-year-old kid was like, hey, he's like, you want so much dip? He had a dead fucking rooster in his hand, and he was banging this rooster's head off this Walmart buggy that they put all the dead roosters in. Yo, keep in mind, I'm 11 years old. I got this 8-year-old fucking chopping this chicken's head off and trying to give me a dip, and I was like, yo, this is the fucking country country, bro. Right. And I, I went with my grandfather every time he went. 
Wow. It was wild to see, dude. It was wild to see. What? You see cops there. You see fucking the judge there. The guy, Larry, from down the street who works on Azuzu's there. Like, everybody's there fighting chickens, dude. But, but dude, you're talking big money, though. You're talking, right. like, sometimes your motherfucker might win $60,000, fucking $100,000. Like, mm-hmm. these people are fucking making a shit ton of money doing that stuff. Let me ask you this, like... You know the way that you grow up and you think that everything that you grew that you grew up around is just normal and you know then at one point it's like every kid has this sort of awakening where they realize what the like perce- the perception of where they're from is like being from New Hampshire I've like kind of had that like I, I mm-hmm. left home and then like one of my friends from New York comes to New Hampshire and like just seeing his reaction to it kind of like opened my eyes to like, oh my God, I am from a really fucking white trash place. And there's a <laughs> lot of heroin addicts just walking around here because there was like junkies all over the place. But mm. I didn't really, as a kid, I didn't realize they were junkies. And then right. like one of my friends comes there and sees it. Anyway, I'm, I say all that just to say, when did you sort of like realize, is there a particular moment that comes out in your head that is like when you realize like, oh, I'm a country ass motherfucker in comparison to most other people? Right, dude. Uh, I don't know. I don't even guess I've really realized it yet. Cause fuck, I mean, this is like one of the first fucking interviews I've done. You know what I mean? Like, like I go other places like Flint, Michigan, and stuff, and I'm like, okay, I'm southern as hell. But you gotta think though, everywhere has. How do I say this? Like everywhere has their type of rednecks or something. They're just different. Mm. You know, I mean, that, I tell people that all the time. I'm like, bro, rednecks are just the same as a lot of other people. You just tweak a few things and it's the same exact person, just in a different environment. Right. You know what I mean? Definitely. No, there's, there's rednecks where I grew up now, too. Like, I was, I'll see them like posting up the Confederate flag and shit. And I'm like, you're from fucking New Hampshire. Like, be serious. <laughs> like, it's, it's funny because it, to me, it feels like they're appropriating what is actually like your culture. Like, they're they're trying to secede, basically. Like, mm-hmm. but even though they're on the east, I feel you. Uh, yeah, I don't know how. I don't know. I see that a lot, dude. I, I I do go up north and see a lot of Confederate flags and stuff. I mean, obviously, I see them in Tennessee. You know, I'm I'm from the south, but I do see what you're saying though. You go elsewhere, and it's like people. Um, they they take they take the symbolism and they use it of their own you know whether mm-hmm. it's being rebellious or whether it's whatever anti-government or whatever it may be you know i know there's i know there are things attached to it that make people uncomfortable and i do understand that but i also like to tell people like hey man like you know i got that mug at my house you know what i mean mm-hmm. my buddy's got it at our house we're not out saying you know we hate this kind of person we we want everybody to be open and be be who they are and not not be scared to be something that they're not to other people you know because mm-hmm. that what's make, that's what makes the world go around bro i mean, i got friends that you know they don't support the confederate flag or nothing like that rightfully so that's their lifestyle you know that's cool but we don't talk about it. We don't argue about it. You know what I'm saying? It ain't one of those things where it's like, I, no, you're, you have to have this mm. on your truck to be my friend. Like, And I feel like that's what fucking social media has done, dude. But it's weird, yeah, because social media takes everything to the extreme. Dude. So the, the Confederate flag becomes purely a symbol of racism right whereas like you know down south like i've seen it throughout my life and stuff that there's definitely a lot of people who roll around with that shit on their car or whatever and that's not what it meant to them but like that kind of perception of 
it has kind of almost made that the reality where mm. now if you're a person who wants to roll around without on your truck you know that everybody's going to perceive it that way at this maybe not where right. you're from but around you know well here, no maybe. where i'm from too though where i'm from too like it, you know everywhere you know it's it's the person to me it's man I'm one of the people like, I'm not going to sit here and say a bunch of stuff unless I meet somebody. And when I meet somebody, then I'll make, I'll make my judgment of them. That's kind of how I am. You right. know, it, but with the media and shit these days, it just really, really encourages everybody to think of everybody else as being where they're from, mm-hmm. what they believe. If you, if you know one opinion of a person, like if you know <laughs> that person doesn't support abortion, then you can just fill in the blanks of every other thing that mm. you assume that they believe too. It's like, you know, that's kind of like what has become of our society in a lot of ways. Yeah. It's weird. But see, I mean, even then though, you know, somebody like myself who has however many followers, I don't know, but you know, when people ask me something, I, I want to make about the Confederate flag or something like that. I always make it a point to be like, yo, I'll answer your question. Like, let me, the guy who's holding it and the guy who has a tattoo on him, let me answer your question. I got you. Because mm. I'm not going to be like, no, fuck you. You don't like it. Then get the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I'd rather be like, yo, let me understand where you're coming from. And then let me tell you where I'm coming from so we can, you know, show anybody who's watching this video, like, bro, we can look past that and we can be one because mm. we're going to need to be one eventually. You know what I mean? Like, we can't keep sep- we can't keep adding stuff to the pot to separate us uh separate us as a society because once dude i'd I'd rather have one whole super gang you know Mm. of american motherfuckers that understand each other that which is almost impossible (laughs) than to have like you know a million groups that all hate each other yeah you know what i'm saying that's why i think gets lost in it a lot is that it's like in the quest for equality a lot of it feels like people forgot about like the idea that the ideal is for everybody to just get along Mm mm-hmm and sometimes that almost seems like it's kind of been like forgotten about. <laughs> yeah, dude, seriously, man. Oh my gosh, definitely. Okay, wait. So, you start rapping. How do you go about starting to rap or like getting any kind of involvement in this? And like, when do, and how long does it take before you start getting some traction? Well, twelfth grade, I started doing it with uh, you know this little producer dude that had a closet in town, and then we ended up having a falling out. He deleted all my shit. I, I recorded like 30 songs. They all suck, though, so it doesn't really matter. Right. And uh, I got out of high school or dropped out or whatever. And then uh, about four years go by, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to take some of my money that I'm making from doing this, and I'm going to try to do music. And the first album, Cheatham County, like it wasn't like a masterpiece or nothing, but it was like, yo, it, it gave people the, like, who the fuck is this dude? Like, How do you go about getting it out there? Oh, bro, Facebook. Really? Yeah. I, I, you know, I didn't have like a team or nothing. I've never been signed to a label, nothing like that. Um, I had a couple people that I made friends with along the way that give me good tools and contacts. Like, yo, hey, this guy right here can record you for X amount of dollars. Uh-huh. And he's only open this time, so you got to go here. Da, 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 da. And I went through some sketchy shit, dude. Like, I, <laughs> I, I recorded at some places that was like, yo, what the fuck? Like, Watched two guys shoot at each other in Antioch one time, you know, arguing after we just left the studio. And I was like, yo, this is not the vibes, bro. Like, uh, wow. <laughs> I ain't trying to watch these two guys shoot at each other while I'm trying to record inside. You know what I mean? See, you are. He's, he's a gangster rapper. I'm telling you. No, 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 no. I'm not a gangster. I'm a straight country boy, bro. But hey, the shootouts, <laughs> that's where it happens at the studio quite well, often. The, well, then I ended up getting hooked up with some of uh, Young Buck's people shortly after that. Um, Shout out Young Buck. 
<laughs> Friend of the podcast. Great yeah. guy. Great yeah, rapper. Dude. Oh, bro. Uh, growing up around Nashville, if you didn't hear Young Bucks music, you weren't mm. listening for rap music. But right. um, anyway, met up with a couple of his people. Um, what was their names? Band Play. He's done some stuff for, I think, B. He's done some stuff for Young Dolph. Was it? Yeah, Young Dolph. I've done some stuff with Band Play. And then branched off from there, outgrew that. And then ended up meeting this guy named Stoner, and we've been working ever since. Mm. You know, just dabbling with whatever, country music, rock music, rap music. Uh, it's just kind of like whatever I wake up and feel like that morning, to be mm. honest. I mean, grew up around Nashville. It's like a melting pot of music anyway. Right. Who, know? who influenced you to sort of like mix country and rap together? Because it feels like that is like it's a whole just growing thing up that's in sort it. of, yeah, just because you, you just grew up listening to country and rap at the same time. Yeah. So you, but it felt like there's been... Like, not that many people have the, the gall to really try to mix it together until the last few years. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, it wasn't one of those things where I was like, hey, I got an idea. I think everyone's going to love it. It was like, hey, I'm about to rap on some shit, and if they don't like it, fuck it. If they do, hell yeah. And I just kind of did it. And I, honestly, I've had a lot of people ask me, they've been like, oh, well, how, uh, how long till y'all got the formula right, this, that, and the other? No, nothing. We've just been winging it. Like, what? I, that's all I know how to talk about. Like, I, I'm not going to get on here and be like, yeah, you know, bitches, drugs, and drug dealing. Like, I don't know nothing about that. Right. But I know about country shit, so <laughs> I just rap about country shit. Right. You know? And so did you automatically just feel like you got a crazy reaction from people who maybe were looking for that kind of content and didn't necessarily have that much of, you know, there wasn't as much of that stuff out there? Or? People was already getting that. Oh, now, 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 country rappers have been around for a long time. Like I, some people I see as country country rappers, oh God, it's such a it's such a weird thing because to me, it's just rappers that are from the country, right. you know? But you, you do have a section of people that are like, ah, country rap. Let me put on some overalls and eat a tomato and I, we're gonna make some money. I have seen a lot <laughs> of rappers who like kind of made a swing at being a gangster rapper and it didn't work. And then a few years later, they're like throwing on some overalls <laughs> and they're like, they got a whole different style. And I'm kind of like, wow, this, this, is, this is interesting. Was this you the whole time? Like yeah, you just yeah. kind of forgot about this side of your personality till now? Okay. Oh yeah, we, and, and people. <sighs> We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. There's a select few country rappers that are for real some country motherfuckers that are rapping. And then you have the other one we just talked about, you know, the look at me, I have a tomato. Mm. I caught a fish once, you know, <laughs> you, you have those kind. But uh, yeah, p people definitely know the difference. But um, shit, dude, I got sidetracked. <laughs> um, yeah, just I don't know what like what that fan base wants from you. Okay, so like like we were saying before, it's it's been a thing for a minute, but to but to people in these rural, rural areas. Like, to me, when, I, when someone says, Who, who's a country dude who's a rapper? I'm going to say Plies. I'm going to say, uh, you know, Young Jeezy, Yo Gotti. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, Kevin Gates. I mean, they're from, they're from real southern areas. So mm. to me, when I, when I think of uh, rap music coming from a country dude, I also think about those people, but some don't. So when I come in, Nashville was already 
uh, already jumping on this whole country rap thing. Mm. But it was just like, it was. It, I would not bump it in my truck at a party. You know what I mean? Mm. Because it was like, hmm, let's let's pour just a, a good amount of this and a good amount of this, and let's just dabble him up a little bit and fucking set him on a four wheeler and fucking let's shoot a video. When all of us are out here wilding out in the street, fucking riding boys down the street, sixty miles an hour, we're like, yo, they're lying. They're Really right. not doing this shit, and and the fans know. The fans know when you're bullshitting, and they know when you're not bullshitting. And if they see something, especially in country rap, if they see something and they're like, "Yo, that ain't fucking real. That ain't their four wheeler. They can't start that motherfucker. They ain't finna ride it." What they're saying is just the same shit everybody else is saying. In a country fan base, you better say some lyrics where these motherfuckers really know you're out here doing this shit. Otherwise, they're not gonna listen to you. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's the same with it was same with rap music, you know. Uh, you got people that are hella respected, like Fifty, uh, you know, like Dolph and shit. But they're doing and they've done what they're saying they're doing in mm. their songs. You know what I mean? They're not just out here bullshitting. So you ever think about doing that? You ever think about just going shooting at somebody? Fuck <laughs> no! Have fuck your homie no. film it, and that's like no, you know, no. you can just come up. Unless off they're that? messing with my mama or my brothers, mm. uh, we're good. I, I'm I'm using my prison pass one time, bro, and it better be for somebody I love, mm. not just for no reason. Do you have a prison pass? Is that how that works? Well, dude, <laughs> it ain't a pass, but I look at it like this: I've already done everything I want. Uh, I've already accomplished everything I want as of right now, and I would, I would, I'm not out here like waving guns on Instagram. I would never shoot nobody or nothing for no fucking reason or no street cred or nothing. But somebody done something to my mom or my brothers, I probably would. Yeah, straight up. Got a free body. <laughs> it's oh. worth it to me. <laughs> um, okay, but have, have you always like integrated your you know social media type personality and like your willingness to just get on camera and rant and ramble and shit has that always kind of been a part of your brand along with just making music it feels like they're kind of like one doesn't go without the other with you america loves seeing chaos and they love seeing people bitch about stuff but the music is separate like i'm i'm super serious about the music the videos and stuff they're fun and stuff it's just you know i do dumb little shit like that get engagement you know make people laugh make people mad <laughs> that i want to make mad so we can back and forth on youtube or something like that but the music is totally separate i, I i'm a different person when it comes to music especially when it comes to what whatever genre i'm doing that mm-hmm. that month or whatever interesting uh, rock music's probably the most different and um i have to get into a certain mindset to write my rock stuff really yeah do you like in the studio with a band and shit or uh, how do you do that we we have a lot of different players and stuff um depending on what sound we're going for mm. uh, on this last uh rock album creaker 2 i did nothing but listen to um you know allison chains uh pretty much just allison chains to be honest like really yeah like I, I i'll go through their whole entire catalog and get into this certain mindset then i'll write some rock stuff but i have to uh, surround myself like with what i want to do in music that month and when i do it i'll do it to the extreme like surround myself with whatever do you okay how prolific are you though like when you go in the studio how long does it take you to make a song and like how long does it take you to make a project and are you making like a million songs for one project or you just make like the amount that you need and then you do it i'll make like 10 songs i'll go through most of the time, 90% of the time, those will be the 10 songs that go on the album. Whatever ones come off my head first. Every once in a blue moon, I'll take one out and I'll read and I'll do something else and slide it in. That's about it. Right. Rap songs, I could go in. Um, I've done, I've recorded the whole rap album in 
two weeks before. Right. I've done collaboration albums in less than seven days. Um, country albums, <clears throat> I'll probably write for like three months on those because the, the country scene is the trickiest, if you ask me. Trickiest how? Trickiest like um, getting people to... Getting people to engage in country music, I feel like, is a little bit more difficult. Like when you put out a video of a country song, it's harder to get momentum going or what? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm just talking about the living in Nashville, the songwriting process. Oh, like okay. getting other people to be like, yo, that's a really good song. Because you got so many people writing at the same time, writing for so many people. Like each artist could have fucking eight writers right. or whatever. And I'm writing all of them myself. So I kind of beat myself up the most on country music because I want it to be perfect I, I i want to be it's like a music baby and like mm. every, and since i live there i want to make sure my country music is the best Interesting. you know when i when i'm writing it so what do you feel like you're bringing to the table that makes your shit stand out aside from like your personality and the fact that you're very like raw and uncut compared to like the average country star probably but like what <laughs> from your perspective what are you bringing to the table that like that you want to do Honestly, better than other people Honestly, it's just kind of like taunting right now. But people people take it as taunting. People take it as, you can take it as whatever you want. But honestly, dude, the God's honest truth, bro, is that I get so angry that I see these young dudes move to Nashville, hang out, barely getting by on the street corner for fucking three, four years while these big, rich motherfuckers put all this stuff in their ear to make them, like, stick around and stay. And you never know. They could write one song, two songs. They have this whole dream when they come to Nashville, and it's all shit on because it's it's a club, dude. Really? I know, because I know motherfuckers in the club. Like, like they won't let people in. Uh, right, but right. And, and it's just they give a lot of false hope. So I'm the guy who's like, yo, fuck it. Go do it yourself. Uh, find you a camera guy. You know, if you really are in love with music, then y- you'll prosper. If you're not, then it, you have to be 100% though the, uh, the whole time, especially as an independent artist. You have to be 100%. You can't 99.9% believe in yourself and then that 1% you don't believe in yourself because that's going to fuck you all up. Like, you have to have so much self confidence that nobody can tell you shit. If you're an independent artist. But so that's interesting because like in rap music, we're very much used to like, you know, rappers. Basically, you have to make your own wave. Like you have to get popular on your own. That's kind of the norm is that we expect people to, uh, you know, start getting popular on their own. And then the label swoops in and starts to, you know, incubate them and and help take over their career. Mm -hmm. Whereas I guess, yeah, I would assume that in country it's more like. Couldn't go without the dip for long, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's um, why I just had to go buy new teeth. <laughs> are you? Those are new? Yeah. Really? Yeah, they're already stained up, ain't they? What? They don't look like veneers, though, are they? Uh, no, they're the fucking... They grind your teeth down like little shark teeth. Yeah. And then, That's what those are? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. They look very natural. Thanks. Damn. Nashville, baby. Nashville. <laughs> but, okay, yeah. I, I would assume that, like, a lot of country stars are sort of, like you know brought up like by the labels from from go is it really difficult to be somebody like you who's like doing it all independently yeah especially like and i'm not gonna lie i should talk while i do it yeah (laughs) because dude it's just it's people do their little stabs you know how people do Uh. you know there's little things that are said and little moves that are made that they they fuck with you without having to openly fuck with you. Mm. You know what I mean? And as soon as they do it to me, I'll straight up. T- I'll, tr- I'll tell everybody. And that's a thing. That's what's made people standoffish from me. It's what made. It's what made people like me. Also, though, like it's not like Nashville doesn't don't give me credit. I, I think it's the it's the 
the big wigs that know I'm talking to them because I've been in their offices. Like, for instance, um, I got I had a meeting with Big Machine Records uh-huh. in Nashville. Scott Bruschetta, he owns owns Big Machine, or just he just like dueled up with Scooter. Uh, what's his name? Right, uh, Scooter, Scooter Braun. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I had a meeting with them about signing to Big Machine. And when I got in there, I fucking, I play stupid. I look the part. I can play the part. I go in there, I play stupid. And, dude, I carried this on for like four days. They gave me free liquor. They gave me a free flying V guitar. They gave me all this shit. Like, and knowingly, knowingly I'm going to say no afterwards. Right. I just get all this free shit and then tell them no. But, but I... I wanted to get the contract in my hands so I could read it thoroughly and show other people. Not only did I, was I able to get the contract, I actually got Scott Bruschetta to sign it so I could write whatever I wanted on it and frame it in my studio. So I have wow. it in my studio, and it's a big machine uh, record deal. And that's like, I like collecting stuff like that. But this is a strange thing that you're saying right here. This is pretty out there. But, yo, know, like... So you went into this whole situation knowing that you weren't going to sign or like you yeah. just you knew off top that there was nothing that they could offer you that yeah. would make you interested? Why is that? Because if you own 100 percent of your masters on 13 billboard charting albums, as soon as you sign with one of them, first off, they're going to be like, OK, well, we want your back a little bit of your back catalog and we want more of your new catalogs that we're going to make. Fuck <laughs> that. My back catalog's going to make me more money in one year than them motherfuckers going to make me in two years because they're going to take half the money. Right. Country music is different in that way. I, I, see, I'm not sure the business side on the rap side, but I do know the business side on the country side because I grew up in Music City. Right. So. Well, where's the money at? Is it the performances or is it the streaming? or? Dude, as an independent artist, bro, it's all of it. Yeah. All of it. Because, dude, if you're getting 100% of everything, dude, fuck, dude. Mm. I mean, you don't even have to do that good to, to live comfortably. Right. Like, I could have, I could have been totally content with, 2016 me and i was living in a trailer with my family but all my bills was paid it was my trailer you know what i'm saying right i think it's that i think what fucks a lot of young artists up is uh is they want more they want more right now right now want more want more label gives it gives you money you go in debt you spend more money you're spending money on all this other shit music videos this that and the other and by the time it's over with you're fucking two hundred thousand dollars in debt to your label and you're like shit right how am i gonna pay these motherfuckers back well should have bought some land, dude. But isn't there, is there part of you, though, that wants to be that superstar that presumably only the label could make you, you know? Like, to, like that is what the label is good for, I think, in large part, is that they could turn people into actual superstars. And that that, like, no matter how popular you are as an independent artist and you can make millions of dollars, that that is, there, there is a level that you might just never be able to do on your own. Here's my thing with that, with that. It ain't no fun if you already know what's going to happen. If you already know what's going to happen, how fun can it be? Right. If you're doing it yourself and you're just winging it and you go through all these weird situations, dude, that's the story at the end. Mm. You know? And also, if you sign with the label, like they'll, they'll tell you that they're going to be able to make you a number one star and everything, but there's absolutely no certainty <laughs> about that. Like, they fuck up all the time. Yeah. Bro, I've had homies downtown Nashville be like, dude... Uh, uh, you know, I signed this pub deal or whatever, or I signed it was so and so deal, and I went down there for a photo shoot, and this bimbo bitch coming here was trying to make me wear a polka dot dress. Like you never know what you're gonna hear, dude. They try to make me wear a Hawaiian shirt and stand in front of a fucking plastic palm tree. I'm like, bro, we're in Nashville. There's no <laughs> palm trees around here. Right. 
Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, dude, you gotta let people do that, and that's that's the beauty of independent music. Like, you never know what you're gonna get from nobody. Like somebody I like, I like following from time to time. I used to follow a lot when I was younger. Is Hobson. Right. You never know what the fuck Hobson's gonna do. He might be in the desert. He might be chilling in the Congo, fucking playing with some <laughs> fucking air darts. You never know what Hobson's doing, but that's what I love about him. Right. Yeah. No. Definitely. Um, so. Are there other people comparable to you, like, in the country world or just doing, like, their purely, like, indie thing slash, like, YouTube star thing? Dude, I'm going to be 100% real Are you kind of the king of the shit? (laughs) No, I'm not the king of the shit. But I know you're going to think I'm lying, but I don't pay attention to nobody. Really? Mm -mm. It fucks fucks up your creative creative mind. Interesting. I don't really watch TV no more. Uh, You know, I, I make sure that I keep listening to new music a lot. Mm. Like even new people that are coming up, anybody, because I, I want to see what's going on in music in general. But when it comes to you know who's flashing this amount of money, who's doing this, you know whatever, I'm I couldn't fucking tell you shit. Right. I can't tell you nothing. Really? Mm-mm. But it keeps your creative. It keeps my personally. It keeps my creative mind way open to where I can jump from four different kinds of music that are totally different from each other. You Interesting. Know? I guess there's a lot of stuff you could potentially be paying attention to there, huh? Yeah, there, I mean, there's a lot of shit, but. Right now, I just I I like to lock on to weird shit, mm. and just like you know, listen to that or follow that for a minute and then jump. I don't really like staying in the drama because the drama just puts you it sets you back so far. Drama's good sometimes when it makes sense, but when when you got when you're you know on if you come out with an album and it's in the top ten, and you got you know ten SoundCloud rappers that or you know that are not SoundCloud rappers, but if you got ten rappers that are really have no following be like hey fuck you fuck you i'm not mm. gonna be like oh let me dish this guy that used to be me but it's it's just a waste of time now because you got it's like zombies are a lot of people trying to use you for a come up like that like they want to fucking mention you and use you for clickbait and whatnot bro i've had quite a few right. rappers do that some known more than others some not known at all it just depends on who it is i think the i think the one who i've been into it with who has the most credibility i, I don't know even if he's like a, a big rapper or what is screwface john screwface g one of yeah the youtube guy like I, I had a major major beef with him we went back and forth and really yeah it ended pretty good for me <laughs> ended up good how i don't know him i, gotta Bro, check him out. I, I gained some of his fans i didn't lose none really <laughs> he lost a lot not me though i mean but he came in it all wrong though. It, he was he come in being like, and listen, listen, I'm I'm not gonna pull up to the block and spit you a fucking bunch of bars or nothing like that. But it, you know, if something comes my way, I'm about to write fast as shit. You know what I mean? That's the kind of person I am. You know, I'm not a freestyler, can't freestyle, but I love writing. I love getting under people's skin. Mm. You know, that's my favorite thing to do, and that's what I did to him. And it backfired on him because he made a whole entire song about racism and tried to call it a diss song and then all of his fans were like yo fuck you that ain't good enough uh, you didn't even do your homework on this upchurch guy da, 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 da. he was calling you racist <laughs> yeah. really yeah i told him what i told him back it up dude like i've been on the internet for six years i'm pretty sure i've said something somewhere if, if you're if you're racist people know you know because you'll slip up and say some shit and be like oh it was an accident <laughs> well really it's not an accident really that's how you're thinking it just slipped out of your fucking mouth you know what i mean right. like so when i come at him like that like Okay, if I am, show me. Great. I'd love to look at it. You know what I mean? But 
it's just he he went off of the the political beef uh. instead of actually diving into who I was. I went in and picked apart this motherfucker from his toenails to his hair. I don't give a shit. Like <laughs> I'm gonna know everything. I wish I knew more about this. I gotta investigate this beef. Um, <laughs> so wait, so do you like what, what's your actual day to day life like though? Do you just feel like very much content to like keep a very very normal life? Seems like that's kind of your. Ethos. I like. Well, I like the madness too, though. Really? I just like evening it out. I don't What's like, the madness, bro? Dude, we've started. I've started riots on accident. Riots. Yeah, dude. I've been on the news like three times for crazy shit like that. One time, uh, where was that place where the uh, the two foolers collided? Don't you ain't got to say his name, but where? It was in Kentucky. So I'm about to go on stage, right? Colt Ford just got Colt Ford just got off stage, right? Yeah, Colt Ford got off stage. And I'm about to go on stage. Well, Colt Ford comes up to me. He's like, yo, this place is fucking weird. Mm. He's like, I was just on stage. People was climbing up behind me on stage, like jumping around with me and shit. And I was like, I ain't having all that. So I already was like, okay, I'm a little sketchy. Well, we start to go down there for the show, and they're just letting people run wild on four-wheelers and shit, which is fine, you know, but these two people had a head-on collision and fucking cracked skulls with each other. And one of them, if I'm not mistaken, was, like, in the ditch, like, having a seizure and shit. And then one of the security guards, some <laughs> security guards, was like, oh, we'll pick her up and put her in the back of the cast. And they were like, yo, don't pick her up. Her back might be fucking broken. Right. So then they're trying to call this helicopter in to lifelike this lady who had a wreck. About that time, I'm, I'm supposed to be going on stage. Well... Then they start shooting off fireworks and shit, so the helicopter can't land. I'm assuming this is like an outdoor venue because yeah, yeah. you're describing the four wheelers yeah, smashing yeah. into each other. It's on okay, a big I'm trying to paint farm. the picture in my yeah, head. Yeah, it's yeah, on a okay. big farm, bro. And uh, long story short, they started shooting fireworks, so the helicopter couldn't land. So I got on stage and I was like, "Y'all fucking suck. <laughs> this whole fucking venue sucks. Y'all don't know how to do shit. I'm fucking leaving." So I went to leave and. All hell broke loose, dude. They were trying to run him over with a four-wheeler or a truck, trying to run him over. Fucking this big dude was like, I'm going to fuck you up. I the was like, fans Yo. were pissed. Were uh, they actual genuine fans of yours, or were they more well, just people was, who were there? Now, the fans in the crowd were like, yo, there's a bad thing going on over here, and this helicopter's trying to land. I think the people who were more pissed was the staff and the friends of the staff, because it was some chick's birthday. This was her birthday party, and she, I fucked it all up. She said I spit in her face, bro. I would never spit in a girl's face. And, like, I have all this shit on. Uh, they had all this shit, like, documented. Like, Yellow Wolf's people was there. Uh, Yellow Wolf's mom got hit in the head with a bottle. What the and then fuck? all Yellow Wolf's mama people, like, pulled out guns on these motherfuckers. <laughs> wow. Yellow Wolf's mom. Protect her at all costs. Um, Shout out to Mama Wolf. <laughs> wait, so is that an average show for you? I was going to ask, no. like, what, what is your touring schedule like and how often and, like, how many people do you play to and what are the shows like? They sound, I'm assuming they're not usually like that. No, no. Usually they're fucking, they're super perfect. The vibe's great. All kind of different kind of people come. Redneck people, not redneck people, gangster people, chicks with fucking gauges, you know, <laughs> all kind of stuff. And it's usually just, man, my fan base is real, like, fa I try to make it family-oriented, right. you know? That's why I call I call them my fans, I call them skins. And people are like, yo, what the hell does skins mean? Because, you know, it obviously sounds, I've had some people be like, yo, what does that mean? Because you're white and you're saying skins. <laughs> but, dude, skin. Like, everybody has to have skin. We're not, we don't get to choose what color we come here in, but it, that don't matter. We can all still be 
one and listen to this fucking music and jam out and have a good ass time and go home with some memories and some new buddies. Mm. You know what I mean? How long you perform for? Oh, like what, an hour and 35 minutes? Yeah, about an hour and 35. With a whole live band and everything? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's dope. We rage, dude. How many like openers would you have on average? Uh, well, like to paint two. The yeah, like two openers. And they're ones that you bring with you, or is just different in every city? Uh, sometimes it's. Uh, is it people in the city now? I don't think it is now. Now we bring them. We have uh, we have a uh, a girl that sings country music, Carly Rogers, and then we have my little homeboy from down the street, Leroy Biggs, does rap music. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Oh, so you try to switch it up so you kind of have different stuff all coming together. Yeah, yeah. You know, trying to. Well, not only that, I try to help people that that I think have a real good interest in music and are trying to get somewhere instead of being like, well, you can go downtown and find a label. Mm. Uh, well, you can come with me on my show or at one of my shows and show people your music, see if they like it or not. You know right. what I mean? No strings attached. Do you uh, have fans who like prefer one style of music over the other? Are you have fans who are like just purely the country fans and they like could really give a fuck less about the rap shit? Oh yeah, dude. I have some that are solely country, some that are solely rap, some that are solely rock, some that fuck with all of it. You know, that's, Partially why I think it's gotten so big to where it's at, just because I do so many different things. Interesting. Um, so one thing that like I saw like a deleted video re-upload, I believe, <laughs> of you basically just taking like some relationship drama that you were on. I don't know if this happens a lot or if this is just like a once in a blue moon <laughs> thing. But you were raging out about Bro. like some drama that you had with this girl, and uh, I mean it was an exhilarating watch. I totally enjoyed it. But uh, <laughs> like you I know, got tricked, boys. Yeah. What 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 is it that like? Do you consider that an important part of your whole like public identity that you're willing to just take your relationship shit and just air it out like that? Because people love that shit. Bro, you have to, especially today. I mean, bro, you think about it, dude. I could I could. Fake a text message from you and be like, look, he told me, fuck me after I left. Like, mm. like, you know, there's so many things you can do now to twist stuff. I would rather come out and be like, hey, this fucking bitch tried to say this. And I want to let y'all know, here's all the proof to set in the other. Because no matter what, the, the consumer of whatever you're doing, they'll get to the bottom of it, bro. Mm. What doesn't come out in the wash will come out in the rants, as one of my buddies always says. <laughs> and that's the truth. If you lie once, you're going to have to lie eight times to cover up that lie. And then somebody's going to find out you're lying. And by that time, you're already lying about something else. Fuck it. Just come out and say it. If you're not a bad person, you ain't got nothing to worry about. If you won't do nothing weird or nothing like that, you ain't got nothing to worry about. So why not get up there and be like, hey, that bitch is a fucking liar. Mm. Here's all the proof. Where's her proof? And then what does she do? I, I wake up and notice she's fucking gone out of my bed. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Maybe she's like going down to the store to get sausage and biscuits or some shit. I don't fucking know. So I call her and she's like, yeah, um, uh, I'm super pissed. You grabbed my titty. I'm like, yo, we just made a freaking hit country song about fucking like. Was she was sleeping in the same bed with you. I'm assuming that you had it bro, slept we, with her at this point. You can't grab a boob. Bro, exactly, know. dude. It, it sounded like a crazy you know how, thing. You know how guys are, dude? That's like our fucking adult teddy bear. We'd be rolling over and grabbing a boob, dude. This is what we do. I could just never imagine my girl being like, you touched my boob how in my sleep. You? Like, what the fuck does she care? You scratched my areola or whatever the fuck it's called. Areola? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You scratched my areola. I'm telling Facebook about it. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I don't even know who the girl is. Didn't bother to look into it to that extent, but... Um, you ain't missing shit. <laughs> <laughs> so you... Uh, Okay, you, you start to get famous and stuff. Like, have you had the problem of like fucking too many girls, like just indulging too much in all the asses available to you? Or have you like kind of stayed on the relationship tip slash 
you, do you deal with the issues with like fucking people that are fans of you and shit? Is that what happened with this girl to some extent? Well, actually, I've known her for a minute, and I, I actually knew she was a lesbian. I was just being a dumb male, and I was like, "Oh, look, I'm turning this girl not gay. Like, this is great for my for my resume." <laughs> you know and then it fucking backfires, and you're like, "Well, shit, she's lesbian again. Here we go. Right. I fucked up." Right. But uh, no, nah, man. Uh, I'm married to motherfucking music bro like i'm i'm so dedicated with music i have to have somebody companion wise with me that will let me be at the studio a long time mm. that will let me sit in my room and write for hours like if you can't do that I, I don't care i don't care if you got the biggest ass and the biggest boobs in the world if you won't let me go to my room and write music i don't fuck with you get out of my house mm. like I know a lot of young dudes focus i mean don't get me wrong i'm i like i like boobies and shit too but but I'm more focused Apparently on you. Grab them in their sleep, bro. <laughs> yeah, Facebook knows. Motherfuckers, yeah. Shh, I'm gonna grab yours in a minute. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, right now I'm focused on my music, dude. Right. That's what I'm focused on. No, if you want to be creative or whatever, that's like the number one. If you're that type of person, entertainer, or a person who like creates content or something, that's one of the biggest things that you're gonna have to like make sure you get out of the way with a girl from step one is that they need to be able to respect the space that you need to be able to be creative and stuff. And a lot of people with a regular right. ass job, they can't really like comprehend the fact that you don't go into the office every day, but that you have to work. Right. And, and there's a weird relationship thing with, you know, maybe sometimes they don't see it as work. They're like, well, you're not working. You're on the couch. It's like, yeah, but motherfucker, I'm writing. My next album is supposed to come out in three months, you know? Yeah. Like, and not only that, it's meeting the wrong people. Now, now does does this chick like you because you like to go fucking hiking and see cool shit, or is she with you because you got a hundred thousand likes on your last shit on Instagram? You know, mm. that's the world we also live in too. So you got to look at everybody's a fucking liar. Yeah. Not only that, dude. You and if you're young and any type of popping, and you're out here and you are fucking all these bitches, bro, you. You're just you're gonna be in trouble, probably. You're rolling the dice. Yeah, you're definitely rolling the dice, dude. These people don't get half these chicks don't give a fuck about you, bro. Mm. They're gonna get on there and say anything. Take it from somebody who's had it done to them. They're gonna say whatever they can to get them fucking followers up, dude. Right. Just saying. Some of them ain't like that, but some of them are. When you like embarked on this whole like career as a public person, though, like, did you, if you had to do it again, would you have done it, or is there some extent to which like not being able to be anonymous and not being able to just be a guy going to the bar, that the fact that you can't do all those things like you used to, like, does that bother you in any way? Mm -mm. No. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> you never know what's gonna happen. Yeah. That's my whole thing. If if I know what's gonna happen, it's boring. If you don't know what's gonna happen, it's exhilarating every single minute of it. Even falling off, dude. Even falling off. I mean, you know, some people get scared of it. Well, if you start falling off, you just gotta work a little harder. You anxious about that at all? You think about it? I, see, that's the thing. It don't bother me. Right. Because of what I come from, you know. Mm. Um, and like I said, maybe 20 minutes ago, I've already, I've already accomplished everything that I thought I couldn't accomplish. Everything now is just extra. So it makes me want to work even harder. Mm. So. It is what it is. I mean, everybody's got to fall off sometime, dude. You can't. We can't be rapping when we're ninety and on oxygen. You know what I'm saying? Right. Sometimes we got to give it up. But a lot of artists don't know when their time is up. And I'm I'm learning that living in Nashville. I'm like, yo, I don't I don't want to be like some of these people, dude. Right. Like, you know, they're 
out of shape as fuck. You know, right now they should be, you know, starting their own booking company or finding the new talent coming up or something, but they're just still hanging on to that. I'm a superstar. Like, dude, it's going to be over one day, and, and you better be ready for the next stage. And, and as somebody who has any light in the music industry, you better be soaking up all that knowledge. It's cool to do drugs and have fun and fucking party, but you got to even it out with soaking in this knowledge too because you're going to need it one day to run your own company if you want to stay in music right otherwise you're just gonna be some asshole fucking artist pulling 20 people to a show trying to sing your old song from 20 years ago right what, what kind of exit plans have you considered in terms of like things that you might do as you get older and shit like that like what what stands out to you man i mean i've already started with my boy chad with a uh, you know booking company mm. um me and b loose have a, a a great relationship with everything we've built um, I want to get into acting. Uh, I want to get into uh, uh, racing, like racing vehicles. Really? Yeah. Um, there's a, dude, that's the thing. Like, I could wake up and want to do, like, eight things. Right. Like, it don't matter. I'm one of the people. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be moving, doing something until I'm dead. Definitely. I don't care what it is. It's going to be something. Have you? Are, are you, like, ambitious in terms of doing music with more like mainstream rappers as well hell yeah dude i'm I just picturing you with little baby on a song and just like the baby with your, oh little baby little oh, baby. Okay. Was, <laughs> the baby too yeah you can't mix those up we already seen that on youtube I'm you just, see that video I, no where the dude comes oh, up to his yeah, window yeah. and uh he's like man fuck you and rolls the window up right, on him yeah, yeah okay <laughs> that was no, pretty no. cool there's a lot of like that's always like a consistently viral thing is that like somebody will come up to like you know famous decks and be like hey little uzi and like you know, <laughs> yeah. always or like some girl will take a photo with him and be like i, I met the migos yeah and it's just some guy yeah I've, I've done i've done stuff recently with really big artists in country but dude i haven't done have i done any features in rap really at all no huh I mean, I have a few here and there. I've got one with Yellow Wolf. i got a few mm. with some other people, but it's like nothing like that we all promoted and was like, oh, look at this. You know what I mean? It would be kind of crazy if you like found the right fucking look to do in terms of like that sort of thing. I want to hang out with some crazy rappers, dude. Some mm. people who ride fucking dirt bikes down the street and shit. Yeah. That's what I want to hang out with. You should go hang out with NBA Youngboy for sure. NBA Youngboy? Yeah. Yeah? I feel like that could work. Or what's uh, He's fucking... a down south guy. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Where, where's McMill from? Philly. Philly? Dude, them motherfuckers be riding dirt bikes and shit on the street. That's they don't true. care neither. I feel like you guys would get along. Probably. Yeah. Hell, if we'll just give us two dirt bikes, I'm sure it would be great. <laughs> Definitely. How, how hard do you party? Dude, I'm one of them people... I will, I will definitely party. I did the other, the other weekend at my house, and I got pretty fucked up. You know? Right. Did some shrooms, smoked some weed, drank some liquor. But I never get to the point where I'm like, okay, I can't control what's going on at my house. Mm. Like, there's a stopping point where I'm like, hell no. Like, if I can't fucking beat these three big motherfuckers up with this stick, then I probably don't want to take any more or smoke <laughs> That's anymore. your standard, is if you could beat up three guys with a stick? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's just things you think about. Like, dude, a party down south could go bad really quick. Right. Like, dude, yeah, no. Especially on a big farm. But somebody you, get lost, somebody get ran over. You, you got know. security at your house, though, all the time. Yes, 24-7, 365. So you're basically telling me that these country fans don't understand boundaries and they just show up. Well, sometimes, yeah, sometimes. Some of, are, some of them are nice about it. Some of them are like, hey, we just came here from uh, fucking Illinois to meet him. Uh, is he not here? No. Okay, bye. Still Dude. feels kind of weird, though. You know, it's like even if they have really good intentions, it's still like, you know, you got to respect my space. Like, this is where I lay my head at. Don't show up. 100%. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have to know that. And that's the thing, dude. I feel like 
I feel like this happens to a lot of rappers I've seen in the past few years where people think they 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 are hella approachable and then they end up getting hurt. And it's like, bro, well, you you don't know that this rapper just got a death threat last week yeah. and got his house shut up, and you're trying to fucking you know walk up on his front porch, like, hey, yeah. can I come in your house? Fuck no, like dude, <laughs> the life some of these rappers live, you know. And anybody who's in a public eye, you're always watching their back. You never fucking know. I, I'm sure you've gotten death threats. I mean, I fucking have. Mm. You know, people be like, fuck you, I hate you, da da da, and you never know. It could be some crazy person that they're. Girlfriend has your albums on their phone. Mm -hmm. It could be somebody that thinks you actually done. I've had so many people say you stole money from me. I'm like, fucking where? And it'll be like up church. Somebody with like pretending six, to be you. Yeah, yeah getting yeah, yeah. credit card information and shit. Oh my god, the worst one that I ever had was a, a rapper showed up at my old store, and uh, my the store employee hits me up. And he says, "Hey, do you have an interview with this dude scheduled or whatever?" And I'm like, "No, I never heard of him." And he fucking shows him on the phone. Basically, somebody had emailed him, got him to pay fifteen hundred dollars for an interview, pretending to be me. <clears throat> and then the kid flies to L.A., gets a hotel, all this shit, shows up about to do the interview, and then finds out it's a scam. Damn. I'm like, "Yo, these scammers are." Fucking heartless, dude. That's pretty. So what'd you do? Was you like, mm. I didn't do shit. I was fucking. I'm like, yeah. Lock the door. Tell him, tell him you should check before he fucking does something like that next time. I felt kind of bad, but you know, I can't like give him an interview and like. I, I mean, I never. Here's this guy. Yeah, yeah. Here's this dude. <laughs> He's easily fooled. Fuck, dude. That's so bad. I felt so bad for him that he got on a plane to have that experience. Damn, dude. Shout out to that guy. Dedicated as fuck. Oof. Jesus. That's good vlog content. I don't know if he has a vlog channel or anything, but he could have made a good <laughs> vlog out of that. <laughs> I'll be uh, damned, dude. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, okay, what, what were the other times you were on a plane? Mm. Like, what necessitates you getting on a plane? <laughs> dude, my first show ever was in California. Really? Yeah, it was in Fresno. I wouldn't even call it a show. I stood on the back of an 18-wheeler and, like, <laughs> wrapped off this karaoke thing for a minute. Then lightning struck and caught this field on fire, and everybody started freaking out. I was like, serious? It sounds like a natural disaster every time you perform. <laughs> That's the, the picture you're painting for me. And every time you perform, like, the gods come down dude, and destroy the earth. <laughs> I told y'all when we got here, I was like, bro, half these stories, he's not going to fucking believe it until he looks all this shit up somewhere, probably. No, Jesus. man. Yeah, that was my first show. Was in California, like eighteen people. So it, you were just mad ambitious, like you got an offer to play this show. You're like, fuck it, I'm getting on the plane. I'm going there. I'm doing this. Yeah, some guy who was like, man, it's my birthday. He's like, we come out here and rap for us. I was like, fuck yeah, like, <laughs> I'm on my way. Right. But yeah, it wasn't like a real show though. It was my first like adventure, mm. like going somewhere, feeling like at the time I felt like I was doing something cool. What do you spend your money on? <sighs> My family, my friends, and I got a couple muscle cars. <laughs> yeah, cars. I've seen you do some videos about the cars and shit. So is that is that like the main thing that's like sapping up uh, profits or? Yeah, well, I dude, I give myself an allowance, bro. Like every time my money comes in a month, I'm like, okay, I'm saving this much. This is for my bills, mm. and here's how much I have for cars. And if there's a car that I want, it's like, you know, three allowances away. I'm like, well, gotta wait till. I get enough money for that car. So mm. I collect cars, but I don't do it to the point where it's like, oh my gosh, like, am I fucking myself over right now? Nah, I make sure I got I got money for my cars and stuff, my toys. Because I don't right. want to go broke buying all these fucking badass cars and shit. You know what I mean? That'd be kind of stupid. It probably, like, fucking draws a lot of attention around there, though. Like, do you have a good relationship with the police? So they just let you go, like, 130 miles per hour, no problem? <laughs> no, they don't let me go 130 miles an hour anywhere I want to go, but. 
They're hella good to me. I'll put it that way. They're really? good. To me. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Cheatham County Police. What up, Mike? <laughs> See, that's that's interesting though because we we never have a conversation about rappers and be like, oh yeah, the cops in their city, the Chicago cops, they're real good to those kids. Like they're they're great to them and stuff. You that's ain't kinda... been to the ta- you ain't been to the dirty south, baby. <laughs> oh man, that's a shame, dude. Yeah, I don't know. dude. Yeah, cops in the country are cool as fuck, dude. It's like a system. Mm. It's like your whole your whole town is a system. You right. know. You know, you, you do right, but, you know, you do good, you get treated good, you do bad, you get treated bad. I, yeah. guess, I guess it's kind of like everywhere else, but in the country it's a little bit different because you're always pulling over somebody you know right. or you've seen or you have a story with. It's not like you're pulling over some random motherfuckers. You're seeing the same people all the time. Interesting. Yeah. So Young you, Bucket was actually just in jail in Cheatham County <laughs> not too long ago. What did they get him for? I don't know. Free Young Buck. I mean, he's free right now, but free him for free you again for next time. In the future, next time this happens, free him immediately. (laughs) Um, uh, Okay, so um, what do you like aspire to do going forward? Like, what are the milestones that you could still imagine yourself hitting? That you haven't done so far, and how much do you give a fuck? Like, how much is 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 that something that kind of resonates in your brain frequently? I, I give a fuck because my whole goal since the beginning is to show. Uh, young independent artists that literally anything's possible. You just got to put your mind to it. Aside of that, uh, I've been soaking in a lot of the stuff that's happened in the past two years. Like right now, uh, I, I know you don't know because you're like super famous and you interview a lot of important people. But right now in my personal in my personal life, I'm just now to the point where I'm like, holy shit, like what did I do? Mm. Like what have I done? What have I created? So I'm, I've been soaking all that in so i haven't really had time to be like okay what are my future goals i'm kind of like just sitting over here in my living room like holy shit mm. like i just left a party at kid rock's house i used to listen to him when i was young like this is crazy wow you know i think the craziest thing that's happened so far that's gave me the most like oomph like holy crap was when uh elton john talked about me on the radio and then played my song i was like what? Are you serious? Elton John? Elton John bro. What and, the and, fuck? and it wasn't like he he just kind of like was like okay here's the song like he stopped on the rocket hour and was like, yo, I found this kid Ryan up church from Nashville. He's 24 years old. Da, 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 da. I starts talking about the blend of like the music I make and then played one of my songs. And I was just like, what? I want to know who put Elton John on or like, does Elton John just kick it on YouTube? Just investigating younger artists. That's interesting. That is, that is interesting. I'd like to know I'd that too. I'd just love to know how he came upon it. Yeah. Cause dude, I mean, fucking elton john dude. i wouldn't be able to imagine anything else that elton john listens to or like really almost anything that you could tell me that elton john was interested in i'd be pretty surprised just because it seems like he should have been dead a long time ago no offense <laughs> to him but he's just like ancient as fuck like i can't believe he's still around he's a legend dude yeah he's a fucking legend right fuck he's knighted <laughs> he's knighted exactly yeah um hey are you a little nas x fan how was all that for you? Were you like, no, this shouldn't I'm not a moment. little. Listen, bro, I'll tell you the truth. I'm not a little Nas X fan. Really? Why is that? Bro. <laughs> listen, listen. It's it's a good song. Was it's, that song huge in like your world? Like, could you not go to a show without hearing that shit playing and shit? Bro, I, I never heard any of my shows, but you know, it's just one of those things. It's a. it's when that came out, I was like, okay, this is they're experimenting. Mm. They they know country rap is popping. You can look it up on YouTube. 40, 50, 60. How I got some that are almost 100 million plays. They got to figure out how to wiggle their way in. And I told I told my team, I was like, bro, 
if they're going to do this and somebody's going to stick, it's got to be somebody that can prove their country in the lyrics and what they're doing on Instagram. If you have every reason and ability to put your life on there, you can match your life with the music if the music is true. Mm. You know what I mean? And when I seen the Lil Nas X thing, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to look up some of his shit. I like some of his older shit before the fucking Old Town Road. Really? Sounded way better, way, way better substance and all this other shit. And when I seen the Lil Nas X thing, I was like, damn, that's a catchy ass motherfucker, but I know what they're doing. Yeah. I was like, this is their product of country rap. They're like, okay, country rap. We're going to take this black guy and we're going to put him in fucking Elvis clothes and make him <laughs> sing about a horse and it's going to work. Like, that's literally, that's, that's, that's how I think of it. And if, to me personally, that's that's disrespectful to the black culture. That's disrespectful to country music. That's disrespectful for you know what I'm saying. Like when when you're taking these these elements, you're like we're gonna clash these together and this is gonna sound good. Yeah, it might sound good. It might get a bunch of spins. But how long is that dude actually gonna be around to make bread? Or are you just gonna squeeze him for everything he's got and then be like, hey motherfucker? But you're acting like he isn't in control of his own career because I think that he. I like, don't know if he is or not. It feels like he made that song like of his own volition because like okay, th there's a weird thing that happened where there's another rapper, Lil Tracy, who's mm -hmm. like much smaller than Lil Nas X, but he made this song called "Like a Farmer," mm -hmm. and that was maybe like six months before, or maybe like a year or two before the fucking uh, the Old Town Road thing mm -hmm. came out. And I remember like this label that I was uh, cool with them hitting me up and being like, "Yo, can you help us?" Get in touch with Lil Tracy, like mm -hmm. with this "Like a Farmer" song. Like we could push the fuck out of that song, rah rah rah. And like it, it very much was like the same sort of thing, where it was using some like country metaphors and stuff, and it had a little bit of a country sound to the song and stuff. I mean, it, the the I don't I don't think it's just disrespectful inherently though. Like like I mean, at some point it's kind of like. It was only a matter of time before, you know, hip hop type people became mm -hmm. at least interested enough in country to like borrow some sonic elements because, mm -hmm. you know, we've we've seen it collabing or like like being mixed together before. But this was this was almost like a different version because it was like Lil Nas X sort of like playing on the idea of, of being country without mm -hmm. like really, you know, giving a fuck about it or right, whatever right. like it was him like sort of like using it as like a prop to like make like a joke song almost, right you know yeah but once again like like i told you before in the podcast like i try not to watch nothing mm. so i can give so i can look at something and be like okay this is exactly what i think this is not what i think as somebody who follows Lil Nas X or follows, you know, who's affiliated with him. This is just my first reaction. This is what I, I feel when I see it. Mm. That's how I'm perceiving it as somebody who lives in the country and grew up around country music and a little bit of rap music. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure he's a, I'm sure he's a good guy. Hopefully he's got, uh, you know, all this shit on lock. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But you got you to gotta think. Also, growing up around Nashville, everybody who goes in those buildings and comes out, like I shoot pool with them, you know some of these people who write major songs and never get no credibility, this that and the other. So I'm on the side of the fence that's like, oh well, uh, it ain't the side that's like, oh everything's good, everything's fine. It's more the side like, yo, who's trying to fuck everybody over? Like, mm. who's out to get who? You know what I mean? And when I see somebody like Lil Nas X making so much money and doing so good, I'm like, bro. I hope he's not an experiment. I hope this is actually him. I hope he's having fun doing it, and I hope he's got control of his money and not being used. You know, mm. but that's that's Music City. Yeah. You know, people get used. People fucking they tell you, hey, wear this, do this in your video, and I just hope they aren't doing it. Somebody who's doing so good for himself, who could 
fucking literally retire off that song. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? He could literally retire. Do whatever he wants. Right. Do whatever he wants. Do you have that kind of money that you could retire and just say, fuck everybody, and I'm just going to chill in my house for the rest of my life? You mean, uh, I hate answering question. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, yeah. Yeah, the income's good, and I'm smart with my money. Right. You don't yeah. seem like you're, like, spending. Well, I mean, the car thing sounds like it could be oh, expensive. I went to Target for I got here. Did you? Hell yeah, well, you got Icy Chain on there, too, right? Oh, yeah, that's that. Uh, it's a 90s model Mustang emblem. Right. I love Fox Body Mustangs. Right, but are you, like, a Fox rapper in there? Like, you're always kind of trying to step up the jewelry? Do you have a huge box of chains at the crib? Fuck, no, no I put okay. this shit on to sit with you, bro. <laughs> 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 I was like, man, he's got a bunch of report, bro. Trippy Red me coming on there with all the ice and shit. I was oh, like, yeah, I gotta that, have He's something. the first person that comes to mind because he'll have, like, a new cartoon character every six months of some crazy shit. That's an interesting dude, man. Yes, that's true, yeah. Dude, he did that whole thing with the fucking orchestra. Mm. Bro, that was sick, and that, like I only I only know about what gets uh, brought to me by my, around my friend group and stuff. But uh, one, my buddy B was like, "Dude, check this shit out," and it was like he like redid like his rap songs with like a orchestra or some shit. Was that Chief Keef, or was it, did Trippy Red do it too? No, I'm pretty sure that was Trippy Red. Did it? Damn. He didn't do it. I might miss that one. Oh, but, okay. Yeah, he's oh, and his last music video was sick as fuck, where he's like on that badass horse and shit. Yeah, visuals are insane, dude. He he seems like the kind of person he probably has control over all his visuals and stuff, and he's like pouring out the ideas. Yeah, he's definitely creative for yeah. sure. Yeah, do you uh, you have a horse? Yeah. How many? One. I'm about to sell that motherfucker. Why? Cause my little brother is supposed to be fucking with it, but he don't really like fucking with it no more. So I tell him get it out of my yard. <laughs> For real? Do you have like a fire ass horse? Like you're into the cars no, and stuff. Dude. You get a really dope horse, or dude, this horse is one of them horses that was like a race horse, and people was like mean to it. So my brother, he was like, "Yo, we gotta get this horse, bro. It's been uh, underprivileged horse." Yeah. Mm. So he got it fat again, and he's probably gonna sell it. Damn. That's crazy. We do got the horses in the back. <laughs> yeah, you got chickens and shit too, like. Man, we used to have a lot of chickens. I don't really know more since my grandfather died. Really? Yeah, there I got a, a actually. I have a rooster tattooed. A lot of people that don't know about chickens think it's a fucking pigeon, but it's because it has the, the the comb cut off. Damn. In chicken fighting, you cut the comb off so the other chicken can't grab it and fuck your chicken up. Oh, really? You got the famous logo there too. That's fine. Dude, I got that when I was fifteen. Really? Yeah. It was it was one time the only tattoo on here. I gotta take a picture of Santa Travis Barker. Do it. They'll too probably it. appreciate it. They'll probably send the box through. <laughs> dude, I love famous stars and straps. Dude, I gotta show you this video of this song called Chicken. Show me. You're gonna shit your pants. You're not gonna believe this video when oh you see God, it. This is this it. fucking kid, dude. Like it's a dance song from a few years ago. Mm -hmm. This dance and the dance is called the chicken. Oh shit. I'm not gonna try to do it because it's <laughs> Yeah. We're, I, 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 I'm, I'm not gonna show you while we're doing this because yeah, this you're is straight. too much. You're gonna lose your fucking mind, dude. Um okay, so what what else you got planned while you're out here? COVID. Nothing, it's dude. gonna be fucking shit up for you, huh? No, not really. No touring, just in the crib. Uh, well, I got a lot of stuff. I could do when we're not touring, like ride boilers and fucking, you know, do shit in the woods, hang out, fucking, you know, shit like that, hang out with my buddies. You know, I just had Dogface uh, 208, the fucking Mexican dude who was on the skateboard drinking the cranberry oh, juice yeah, and shit. Oh, yeah, I've seen that, yeah. Yeah, you know, I just had him on, and he was talking about He's how a whole vibe, He dude. was living in a tent, and he didn't give a fuck. <laughs> he was having a good old time living in the tent, and then he, like, was, he blew up on TikTok, started making real money, he's in a house now, but, I mean, he was talking about it like he would not mind at all if he was still living in the tent, and then you kind of, you're talking about the trailer, like, the trailer is just fine. 
feel like we're having some good humble guests who are like reminding us that material shit don't matter which you, you need that reminder in LA from time to time yeah well like you know that's why I tell all these kids on YouTube, I'm like, yo, when you start making money, you know, you're going to go through your phase where you're like, I want to buy all this shit. Especially if you grow up and, you know, you didn't have a car when you were 16. Mm. Or if you did, it was a fucking hoopty, you know what I'm saying? And when you have enough money to buy some shit, yeah, it makes you want to go buy some shit. But, dude, don't go overboard because you'll find out real quick that buying all that shit brings around all the fucking wrong people, baby. Mm. And that's for sure. And then when you go through this phase where everybody's like, hey, can I borrow your car? Hey, can I ride in your Lamborghini? Or hey, can I do this? You'll be like, yo, fuck all this shit. <laughs> and you'll, you'll, you'll have this weird crisis, and then you'll get rid of a bunch of shit, and then you'll be good until it happens next time. <laughs> right. Yeah, I bought a grill. And I wore it like two times. For and real? I was like, this is just not for me. Yeah. Fuck yes, dude. Like eight grand on that thing. You look like you should have a cool vampire fucking one with two like fang teeth right here. There's a point in your life where you just sort of realize like, oh, I guess like my like 30-year-old white guy Ness is kind of like <laughs> keeping this girl from really working. Like I'm not Paul Wall. You know, if you're Paul Wall, okay. Dude, he, he got the grills, baby. Paul Wall, that's who you should work with. Bro, I would do I would do a song with Paul Wall for sure, dude. Paul Wall, I could see he wouldn't see the vision, I think. You like Gorilla Zo? Gorilla Zo was tight. I haven't dude. thought about him much in like twenty years, but yeah. <laughs> see, I see I'm still stuck in you know, Mike Jones on the playlist, Paul Wall on the playlist, fucking Slim Thug, yeah, you know, juvenile. Millionaire, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you and juvenile together, that'd be hard. Mm -hmm. Bro, right now I'm just ready to mingle, dude. I'm ready. Hey, any y'all people out there want a country ass friend? Holla at your boy. Mm. I will come chill, dude. You a Theo Vaughn fan? Bro, Theo Vaughn, what's up, you crazy motherfucker? Yeah, I, <laughs> I know Theo. He's cool as fuck. Oh, you do know him? Okay, mm -hmm. nice. Yeah, I feel like you guys are kind of similar in that you're both people who like realized that being a country ass motherfucker was like a thing that you could kind of like Wait, sell back money to people this. a bit yeah 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 i was like oh i don't have to go act like i'm from fucking new york i can just like yeah. be who i really am and these motherfuckers perfect like me timing. for it you know perfect timing Thanks, i actually sent him a fucking i sent him a video the other night and this motherfucker messaged me back like one in the morning he's he's in his bed with his little mullet flicking He's got his covers up. He goes, I've never woke up at 1 o'clock in the morning to message back another man while I'm in bed, but what's up? <laughs> like, you goofy fucker. Yeah, you never He's, did the mullet? Mm-mm. Never did the mullet. I did the mohawk. Mm. I'd grow this mug out and fucking both sides. Me and my buddy, every summer, we'd have a big-ass mohawk. But like a mohawk that's like this long, right? Not like a fucking spiked up punk rocker oh, no, mohawk, dude. right? I've had a mohawk that was like seven inches long. I just let it flop to the side. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound good I'm gonna be honest with you Hey man But but hey If you're wearing a hat You could appear like you have hair Or you could push it up in there And appear like you're done I mean you're just at the house Like who the fuck is there Is gonna be to judge you right? Yeah. yeah Fuck it Alright Hey this is, this is a good talk man I appreciate it Yeah I had a good talk too Yeah for sure Um, Hopefully Maybe we could find out What they want you to talk about That you haven't talked about On this episode And maybe mm. we could Run it back someday Or something like that Maybe I'll yeah. open Open the Rolodex Maybe we just hit up Young Buck Let's do it for the local pride dude Yeah I'm down with whatever You never had a conversation with him? Yeah I've had a conversation with Buck Oh okay Yeah I've had a few conversations with him that's what's Not up. nothing like too in depth or anything, you know. Mm. We fuck with the same. We fucked with the same people for a minute, but nothing like, hey, can I come over your house? Like nothing like that. Interesting. Yeah. Oh. Okay, Ryan Upchurch, no jumper. See Coolest podcast later. in the world. Like, comment, subscribe. Chicken, chicken, <laughs> chicken, chicken. <laughs> you wait till you see this. <laughs> Let me see this shit. <laughs>